Hi everybody, I'm Jason Davis of the Nerd Brand Podcast, the branding and marketing from a nerd's point of view, where we talk about, well, branding and marketing. So we do this on Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm good. Ah, okay. Well, we all went and got barbecue, and uh, our bellies are full with that. And that was a mistake because I'm feeling like I need a nap. Have a Mountain Dew. Yeah, I even had a Mountain Dew. That was like that was like my effort to get caffeine into my system, and I didn't think about the sugar. And now I'm like, it'll get you. So my fix is more sugar. <laughs> anyway, diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm, All the high, no the cr- none of the crash. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerd Brand Podcast. My name is Jason. That's Mitch. That's John. And uh, yeah, today we're talking about Black Widow marketing because, you know, it's not really like an actual thing. We're just taking the movie Black Widow. We're talking about how the marketing was, breaking down the budget, pointing out some like interesting comparisons of what the cost of production was versus what the marketing was of another big blockbuster movie. So kind of like give a sneak peek of like, you know, real expectations of like how the big boys play. You know they often quite have margins that are that are that are thin, and uh, so we're going to talk about like what the movie's done so far, and when we tell you like uh, what the movie production cost was, and we get into the marketing, you'll start to go, hmm, it may be millions of dollars, but if you shave off the word millions and just do twenty dollars, and you say it made thirty, there's only ten bucks there. Anyways, <laughs> let's get started. That's one way to look at it. Before we, before we jump into that, real quick. If you want to talk about money, Go for it's it. on it's it's on brand. Uh, Disney is opening a Star Wars hotel. Did you guys see that? Ooh. Oh. Well, you're not going to be able to go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there. It's six thousand dollars for two nights. <laughs> oh. Why? How many rooms? One. <laughs> uh, for a two night stay, it's forty eight hundred for two guests in a cabin. I mean, do we? who do we get to meet out of that? Is like Tom Hanks show up. We got like a celebrity that's going to sleep with you that night or. You get Mark Hamill going to. Yeah. Mark Hamill going to tuck you in every night. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be creepy if he did that with his Joker voice? <laughs> it would just, it would just be creepy anyway. You get an ongoing immersive interactive entertainment experience. Uh, that's because Mark Hamill tucks you in at night. <laughs> What do you give for two? Well, it's, pro- it's like all the other ta- all the other staff at, at Disney. They never break character. So you're basically, I guess, in a hotel, and everybody's a character, and they're always in character. I don't know about you, man, but if Mickey Mouse showed up in my hotel room, I'm jumping out the window. I don't want to be in that room. Something's gone wrong. I ate something. Even worse if it's goofy. Oh, God, yeah. We don't need to do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's the nerd news from John. <laughs> I just saw that. I'd love to see some pictures that they gave. Was there any any photos or anything attached to the article you read? Uh, there's a video. I've not watched it. I'll send it to you. All right. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to see this. That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, come stay at this hotel for what it costs for, you know, half a year's salary for some people, um, <laughs> depending on where you live. Wow. Okay. Happy Star Wars. Uh, yeah, you know. Happy Star Wars. That's the way it goes. Anyways, I think everybody kind of, you know, if you don't know anything about Black Widow, you don't care about Black Widow, and you're like, oh, guys, this is a little bit of a nerdy episode. I don't know. Just kind of <laughs> replace the name Black Widow with, you know, XYZ Business Company. And, you know, like anybody can kind of probably fit into that and relate to that, I think, uh, even if you're not a fan of the genre or following uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because at the end of the day, they all got budgets. You know, they all got to do marketing. Everybody does. I mean, if you don't do any marketing why your sales is slow um you know they're not supported out there so uh so on this episode of the nerd brand podcast we're discussing the marketing efforts behind the movie black widow how much did disney spend versus they make what did the acting cost what were channels they used to advertise on and so um you know we're gonna dive in so this movie to me mitch and i were briefly chatting on this one it was supposed to be the start of the next phase of the marvel cinematic universe like the first movie in the next phase um, but it was an but it was but it was still it was a standalone i i would almost refer to it as a bridge yeah well was, now but i'm pretty sure that it was like before covid you know broke out um it was considered the first because um home uh, the last spider-man movie was actually the last movie in the last phase um but uh because it addressed you know the death of iron man so this one was you know in some way supposed to try to kick off i think this phase but i think it was kind of it was kind of good maybe that it didn't because uh, I think honestly WandaVision and Loki and Falcon Winter Soldier were much better ways to kind of get started, especially with the streaming wars being where they're at. I mean, it gave them a nice head start instead of trying to focus on movies. They kind of could jump in on streaming. Um, that's just my take on it. For, um, for the non-Marvel people, what, what are the phases? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's phase four, isn't it, Mitch? And uh, it, it has to do with the like uh, episodic episodes of like a series. Like chapters. Think yeah. of it as chapters. Yeah. So like it all started back with Incredible Hulk and Iron Man, and it led up to the first Avengers movie, and that was first. That was Phase One, and then you had Age of Ultron, and that was the conclusion of Phase Two, and then Phase Three was the conclusion with uh, Endgame. Technically, um, who, determ- who determines these phases? Kevin Feige. Yep, okay. the great guy. If it's the writers, or if it's like a just the community of people just like view it, you know, a certain well, way. Well, they, um, they have a room and they have a team, but Kevin Feige is basically the one that says, okay, this is what we're doing going forward. But anyway, according to Screen Rant, Black Widow production was $200 million. So that's actor salaries, that's production costs, that's, that's, that's all that. That's not marketing or at all. That's not in there. I've been trying to find like what the number is for the marketing. I haven't. Only thing I could find, according to some of the sources, were to make a comparison. Endgame, it was $200 million just to market Endgame. So you look at the cost of marketing for that movie. That's not production. That's just marketing versus the cost of production for Black Widow. I just find it very like interesting. It's just about the same number. <laughs> but... <Black> it cost- <laughs> <laughs> they spend as much on marketing as it costs to make the whole Black Widow movie. But think of, you look at it, I mean, if you look at Endgame, 
look at all of the actors they had to pay to be yeah. in that movie. Yeah. The salaries alone. I mean, one of the things I marvel at is I'll watch a movie that's 30 years old on TV, a sci-fi movie or an adventure movie, and you watch the credits. Yeah. And it's like, okay, their credits are done in about two minutes. You watch the credits to a modern tentpole action adventure effect, big effect movie. The credits t- are half as long as the film itself. It's like, who pays all these people? Who is yeah. writing all of these checks? Yeah, I mean, and that's why, I mean, you don't have, like, when you see a movie, not not even to get into distribution, because that's when you get into movie theaters and all that, but when you see a production of a movie, it's like, there's so many people involved. You have studios and sub-studios. That's why, for example, if you ever watch anything that Christopher Nolan produces, like if you look at The Dark Knight and you watch that and you're like, cool, it's Warner Brothers. Well, it's also, um, I can't pronounce it, Syncopy. Syncopy. Yeah, and Legendary's there. Uh, you know, you got all these other studios that are involved, and then you got these smaller organizations as well. Because it's 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 like investing in a startup. That's what they're doing. They don't know if this movie is going to work. For those of you listening out there, and they're interested in the startup world, I don't. I find great similarity in producing a film versus that because there has to be money seeded and brought in to invest because they hope to get it back because. Black Widow made, according to Screen Rant, $218.8 million in its first weekend. Now, I don't know how accurate that is. I'm not going to, you know, we'll, we'll say that's on them to, to quote that. But out of that, or not out of that, in addition to that, Disney Plus, when it came out, you know, it's like 30 bucks to watch a movie on Disney Plus when it's new. $60 million is what they've made on Disney Plus in just streaming this film. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. And the worldwide box office, as it stands today, because I checked it today, is uh, over three hundred and forty-six million dollars. So, when you look at like that two hundred million dollars, so you got one hundred forty-six million dollars something margin, if you know ish, you know, to just kind of simplify. It's oversimplified to state it that way, but that's the difference. I mean, that's still not what I don't think they. I don't think that's what they want. They still want like another one hundred fifty (laughs) million. Well. It'd be be interesting if you took a look at like Infinity War, or even if you took a just another Marvel film that wasn't as a culmination film the way that one was that brought so many people. Like, look at maybe Captain Marvel. Compare what Captain Marvel made in that same time period versus Black Widow, and see how those numbers. Be interesting how those numbers compare because we all know COVID has had a real has had a staggering effect on the theater industry. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you've got you know. The, act, the, the actors enter into these agreements with the studios and say, okay, as part of my contract to be in this film, I get X amount from box office. Yeah. Well, this this leads to the story of Scarlett Johansson saying, okay, I've been gypped <laughs> and yeah. calling in her lawyer and saying, because you decided to stream this as well as release in, 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 at the box office, I got ripped off out of what I maybe could have made if it had been box office alone. Yeah, I mean at three hundred at the at the number that it's at now, I don't know how much of that has recouped of the marketing budget. Mm. Um, you know that's not in there. I mean that could be the total cost of the film, including marketing, is what we're looking at with that three about three fifty million. Let's say three hundred fifty million. Um, you know, sixty million coming in from, and I don't know if that three fifty is including the sixty million from Disney Plus, but if Scarlett Johansson wants twenty million, that's what she wants. Well, that's about a third of what you know, the streaming made. So 
that's going to be all up to the courts to decide how that goes and who's in the right and who's in the wrong, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, I'm sure executives are looking at that going like, crap, we still haven't paid off the debt for the advertising yet. And, you know, we've got actor salaries and residuals from like what you just brought up, Mitch, from the actual movie ticket sales that, that are there. Um, there's just all kinds of pieces moving. Like everybody like to say, <laughs> if this thing was a pie, your piece would be a breadcrumb. That's kind of how things are just diced up today. Um, it's not I'm sure they projected to make more too. I mean, just I sent that graphic around of the the comparison of debuts, and then you brought up Captain Marvel. I mean, it was I don't know how they defined the window for debut, but I mean, it was over a billion dollars. Black Panther was over like one point two billion in its debut. Black Widow is like way down here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, you you cannot you cannot discount the effect COVID right for sure. has had on people's you know desire to go into movie theaters. Um, yeah, we're not saying it's a bad film. Like we're right. not. This show doesn't exist to critique a film. You want to? <laughs> that's that's a bunch of other. Podcasts. Has anybody seen? <laughs> well, we'll give an opinion because we're people, but the podcast is not centralized about like, well, this scene doesn't work because of burp burp or dirt. Like I don't know. That's not what. Can we? I'd love to. I know you will. Well, you know, maybe we do like, maybe that's what nerd brand plus is. Everybody puts plus on the end of anything. We'll do nerd brand plus. That's Jason and Mitch. And maybe we got another guy we know of that'll come into this conversation and we'll just sit here and just like, oh, so I'm getting, kicked, I'm getting kicked out. Yeah. Well, you know, no, if you, no. want there, if you want, to you be know there, who I am. <laughs> you want to be, you want to be in and like right now you're getting a little bit of that and you're getting more nerd in this episode than I think you bargained for. But yeah. at, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be there. We'll do a nerd brand plus. And if our listeners are listening and you're like, yes, do that. Give us that. Let us know. We're on Facebook. We're on, we can find us everywhere on social media at nerd brand agency there. There's the early plug and you can like leave a comment. Tell us, hey, yeah, you guys should do a nerd brand plus and, uh, just be all nerd, you know. Let's let's see how deep down the whole rabbit hole you guys will go with like what you know, and that's what we'll do. <laughs> yeah, um, but to give our audience a, a, an idea of the marketing engine and advertising engine behind this, let's kind of go through some of the points. I don't know why number number one, who the president of marketing at Disney was, but Mitch, you already mentioned him. But the actual first one is San Diego Comic Con, two thousand nineteen. Um, you know, they highlighted a trailer and a spy th- with everybody was saying like it had a spy thriller tone. And so to be at, a, it's a convention, you know, they're up there. It's like going to a trade show that costs money. Uh, so they did that. Um, I found it interesting. They did uh partner with Barbie to release some merch, some toys. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, you got your regular PR publication stuff. You know, they did Forbes, Sci-Fi Wire, Hollywood Reporter, even IO9. Is it IO9 or is it I09? I don't know. I don't ever. Uh, mm. uh, anyhow, there's that. And then you got the production cost of editing the trailers and then putting those out there onto channels that, you know, John's familiar with and messes with every day. Social is, you know, for all that. And then, uh, but I really like, then you got the big stuff. Like, that's how I feel like it's big stuff. It's the co branded opportunities. You know, they co branded with Geico and Ziploc, BMW, and a bank. Yes. <laughs> you can that imagine that. I, I would not want to be on the marketing team for this one i really you know a marketing team for anything during covid but especially something this big that's time sensitive it's got you know this much money behind it i mean just imagine being the social media person and strategist trying to figure out when we can say things <laughs> 
because it got delayed so many times, right? I mean, how many times? I don't pay that close attention, and I saw it get delayed. I I looked at a Twitter feed today, and somebody made a joke like, here we go, take six. (laughs) Well, I mean, didn't this film, didn't it sort of sit on the shelf for at least a year? Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to come out in 20. It was supposed to come out in 2020, because San Diego Comic-Con happens, you know, in August. Like it did, like oh, not August, late July, early August, something like that, and um, yeah, that that they usually have like six months after that they they release it, and I think it was supposed to come out, I don't know, beginning of the year or sometime in May, mm-hmm. you know, May. Yeah. So and that's that was. So really I think cool. they pushed it back twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even because I posted about it on our Instagram a while back, and I think it even got pushed back again after I posted about it. It was your fault. Yeah, well, you know, I gave away everything. <laughs> Spoilers, Scarlett Johansson's in it. <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't get any money at all from their marketing budget either. Yeah. Well, the other partnerships they did were with Fandango, uh, YouTube, Roku, TikTok, Amazon, uh, a Twitter E3 gaming sponsorship, whatever that was. Um, some announcements, other posters, collectibles for various theater experiences like IMAX. Those were the other things that were done. So all of that was all the marketing, you know, that's not cheap. Um, so I, I can't imagine I, when you're looking at the production cost of the film at 200 million and I look at this list, I'm kind of like, it's gotta be half of the production cost. <laughs> so least. like, you know, you don't go to Barbie and go like, Hey, I want to make a character out of her film. Is that going to be like 29 95? Yeah, on the shelf. <laughs> uh, you know, keep in keep in mind these toy companies, these toy companies, and these other manufacturers get in line. They want a piece. They want it. Oh, they yeah. fight. They fight to get a piece of this, and they, you know, they cut some of their margins just to be able to, you know, to latch onto a part of a property like this. So it's you know, it's give and take. Yeah, I'm. I'm I got that's when I got curious about. It. I went and looked it up. I mean, there's sixty bucks for a toy. Yeah. Fifty, sixty bucks. There's collectibles. Uh, from Mattel for $284. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a resell or a special edition or something, but yeah. So to, I mean, to your point, the production, if they were, if they're selling them at that price tag, either they're making a hell of a lot of money or it was very expensive to get it done to begin with. Yeah. I mean, you want to make your money back on your investment. You know, you don't want to put in 200 million and then get 200 million back and be like, all right, <laughs> You kind of want to make money. That's the whole point. So, and we know that, like I said, this this thing may have been production cost was two hundred million, but it's probably another hundred fifty million on the marketing. So you got three hundred fifty million dollars. They were probably, I bet they were projecting, and the numbers that I bet you've seen is probably around six hundred something million, seven hundred million worldwide. And I don't think it's going to make it because it currently stands at three hundred forty six million as of today. And you know, it may take it some time, but then again, we'll never see the numbers for merchandise. Um, the streaming stuff is kind of new, I think, to everyone. It's not new to Disney, um, but that number could either be in there or separate from that. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of that tends to be they've they've the studios and a lot of with a lot of these big tentpole films have, or event films have looked to China to be a huge a huge way to bolster those numbers. Mm-hmm. But but it's gonna be interesting because now two things are taking place. COVID has made a huge comeback. Huge comeback in China. They're shutting everything down over there. Ooh. And at the same time, in a few months, Marvel is releasing 
Shang-Chi, a character, a, a Chinese-based right. character. So what's in the offing box office-wise for this film going hmm. forward? I mean, it, it's going to be really interesting. First of all, the other, well, not first of all, but the other side of that is this is a character that most average moviegoers know nothing. I know something about Shang-Chi because I actually read the book in the 80s when I was really into collecting comic books. But even then, he was kind of a niche character. Even in his most popular face, he was a little of a niche character. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens when, when this film launches and to see what kind of legs it's got, given the current, the global atmosphere. There's something about getting out of your native environment and getting into that, that unique environment that is a theater environment that, that, that makes it a special a special event that makes it a special experience. And I, I, I miss that. I, I can't wait to get back in a theater and, and, and see one of these movies. I used to do that. Sunday morning is when I would go, everybody would yell at me like, you don't go to church. And I'm like, yeah, it's because there was nobody. Cause there's nobody in the theater. Yeah. There's nobody in the theater. It's a great time to go. Like it's like on Sundays, we all know like everybody's going to go hit. Like if you think you're going to go to lunch and eat, eat out somewhere between 12 and one, you're wrong. You want to go earlier after because the church crowd. This is the way it always been. So for me, I don't like crowd. I, I get kind of like social anxiety with crowds, so that's why I don't do it. But I go to a movie theater, and it's kind of like my zen. It's kind of like my church in a way. I know some people are going to hear that and go like, but you know, you do that. Yeah, you do with that what you want. <laughs> I I thought it. He said it. Here's my yeah. thing. You, you know, you can't be naked at the movie theater. <laughs> Listen, All right. <laughs> you can do that in your in your living room to watch movies, you know, if you really want to. Yeah, John, when uh when both Mitch and I go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that to me that's the advantage. I can feel his cats going. Huh? <laughs> well, this just got real weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you know, you talked about not having your pants on watching movies. I don't know. Uh, I think this I think this podcast is run its course. Yeah, I think it has too. <laughs> all right no who's, who's closing out now that's your job. it is 3 30 on a friday folks uh, yeah oh great pull the curtain back mitch let everybody know when we do this show and how it's all done now the magic's all ruined and everybody's like oh that's how they do it well i don't know anyway it's all through zoom as well if you didn't pick that up yeah <laughs> john we we spare a little expense for production value. Yeah, for everybody to kind of get that, uh, Mitch and I are trying to throw water out of the boat, and John's throwing water in the boat. <laughs> what I'm We're here. bailing this way, he's bailing this way. <laughs> That's hilarious. Somebody's got to be the guy. Eh, anyways, everybody, thank you for listening. Usually me. And uh, be sure you go to YouTube, uh, like, subscribe, click the bell to get notified of the latest episode for uh, this, to listen to this podcast and kind of... We want a vanity URL. Yeah, we want that vanity URL. I know we keep saying that, but, you know, YouTube's a hard game and we're not exactly like getting sponsored by million dollar companies yet. So, you know, which, you know, if you'd like to, we'll, we'll put your ad right here. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we really like doing this. We really appreciate our fans. We have met some of you. Uh, so we appreciate you listening and commenting and being like, you guys are hilarious. We like, uh, like your show, uh, join us next week. We have a guest next week. Fascinating guy, really fascinating guy. I know I'm, I'm going to leave it at that just as a teaser. 
but uh, he's going to talk about some stuff that he has done in uh, industrial design, or you can sometimes call it uh, product design. So uh, if you want, every every toy has to be designed. Everything you wear, anything in your house that you use, some designer made it. So he's going to be that guy to come on the show and kind of talk about the process of that. Some of the people he got to meet, and then I'll leave it at that. So, uh, but uh, check us out at nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast, like subscribe, and we'll see you next week. And remember, keep your nerd brand strong.